Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see you, Radiant family. Hey, I just wanted to share a cool testimony of what happened yesterday. It was an awesome time. Uh, yeah, we had a garage sale yesterday. Uh, in, uh, it, was a, it was beautiful, just community and um, awesome time. Several people, I believe in the 20s, gave their life to Jesus. So, which is awesome. Come on. That is so good. So good job, Radiant family. Many people were encouraged, uh, and we want to continue to do stuff like this, amen? So there's going to be another opportunity coming up, and we'll let you guys know so we could uh, run together in that, amen? Here at Radiant, our desire is that all of us will follow Jesus, fish for people as a family, that we would follow Jesus knowing and being like him. That we would fish for people showing and sharing who Jesus is like. As a family, we would do life as a community to demonstrate and to model who Jesus is together. That's who we are. You know, G- uh, Jesus said to Peter in Matthew 4:19. Come, follow me, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Come, follow him. Hey, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, about 19 years old, I was all in. I said yes to Jesus, and I wanted to follow him. My heart was fully to him. And I had a desire to to share Jesus with others at 19 years old. And I just remember crying out to the Lord at night, just praying, asking the Lord, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want your light to shine through me. And the Lord, I heard a loud voice downstairs say, not yet. And I was like, oh, man. I continue to cry out, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be a light. A week went on, just crying out. I went to church i never seen this man before. He was fully dressed in white, white shoes, white hair. <laughs> and I went up and I said, hi, how are you doing? My name is Andrew. And he opened his arms wide and he said, I want to hug you. I said, okay. So I gave him a hug. He looked me in the eyes and he said, God wants to use you now. Go be a light. I was like, wow, I think that's a confirmation. <laughs> so I walked away. My brother was there, and I was like, was he an angel? I mean, <laughs> who wears all white? You know, white hair. I've never seen the man before. Um, and my brother said, yeah, I think that was an angel. That's crazy. So right at that moment, I was like, hey, I got to go out. I got to be a light, right? I want to be used by Jesus. And so... My best friend and I, we went to, uh, we went to Denny's. Well, here we go. Let's go be a light. Let's go share Jesus. So we walk in. Denny's was empty. It's like, Jesus, I thought you wanted to use, use me. What, what's going on here, right? And so we were a little defeated. So we went, <laughs> went back in his car. We went back to his house. We're like, let's just pray. Let's just welcome the Lord. So we prayed for an hour and just and the Lord was like, go back to Denny's. So uh, we're like, okay, Lord, we're going to trust you. So we went back to Denny's. And we didn't know, but there was a high school event or like a football game or something like that. And the whole place was full with teenagers. And so we're like, okay, Lord, I want to go up to that table and share the gospel. Those look like cool, cool uh, teenagers. Oh, what about those people? Those teenagers are over there. And he's like, no, go to those ones. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to go to that table, Lord. I don't want to, you know, they're wearing all black and they got piercings. I don't want to go to that table, Lord. Can I start off easier? Like this one, they're smiling over there. Can I go over there? They're smiling. He's like, no, I want you to go to that table. I was like, okay. So, so I went up to that table. I started, hey guys, my name's Andrew. I'm gonna, is it okay if I share something? They're not, they're totally avoiding me. They're not even looking at me. They're like, here's this dude, what is he doing? So I just start, 
sharing, and I'm like, man, these guys are not hearing. I'm just going to pray. Lord, break down the walls that they'll be able to hear what you have to say. And right away when I prayed that prayer, the walls broke down, and I started sharing the gospel. I started sharing the love of Jesus. And it was powerful. They all started looking, and many of them received Jesus, and they're like, man, I, I got to go to youth group, right? So here goes nine months later, the Lord wants me to go back to the youth group that I went to. It's like, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll go I'll go to the youth group. So I go to this youth group, and these kids run up to me, and they go, hey, do you remember us? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't, know. I don't remember you guys. <laughs> you guys are, no, I don't. So you're the one that preached the gospel to us, and we said yes to Jesus, and then we got connected in this youth group, and we and been on fire for Jesus. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it was so powerful. So I said yes, and I had a desire to show and share Jesus. And, and you know, it was, it was so powerful, but it came by following Jesus first. When I said yes to following him. And as we follow Jesus, we, we start to act like Jesus. Right? If we're fully following Jesus, we're going to act like him. And what is Jesus? He's a what? Light of the world. John 8, 12 says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And if you are following Jesus, then what are you? You are the light of the world too. So, and what can this light do? What does light do? What's that? Yeah. It, it gets rid of darkness. It attracts others, right? It attracts others. I'm going to have the, I'm going to share this vision I had last week. So I saw this lamp, all right, with wheels on it. So it was movable. The wheels would adapt to different landscape. And there was not a shade on it. You know, some lamps have a shade on it, but this one did not have a shade on it. There was a chain on it as well. You know, some of those lamps that have chains, there's a chain on it. But next to the chain, there's a little caution sticker that said, are you scared? There's a chain here for you to pull to turn the light off. The sticker represents the enemy. And I saw many people who would turn the light on and off, and they only turn it on during church functions. The light is meant to stay on and never be turned off. When you said yes to Jesus, you plugged in to the ultimate power source. The question is, why would you want to turn it off? I saw that very powerfully that we, as a people, we say yes to Jesus, are meant to keep that light on. Matthew 5, 13 through 16 says this. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hindered, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that you may see your good works and glorify the Father who is in heaven. Amen. Let your light shine. We're radiant. Let our light shine, right? Hey, what I saw here is, and I'm actually going to share this story. Yesterday, yesterday I saw a man that had tattoos all over his head and all over. And there's, some of them are actually gain symbols. And the Lord's like, I want you to go encourage that man. And I felt a basket trying to come. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and uh, the, the basket represents fear and rejection of man. You know that love has no fear? 1 John 4.18, there's no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear 
because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. I want to encourage you to say yes to love today. Say yes to Jesus, who is love. So back to the story, I felt like the basket was trying to, you know, hey, put the basket on. But the Lord was just saying, no, I want you to go encourage that man. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go encourage this man. Doesn't matter what his appearance looks like, I'm going to go encourage him. So I walk up to him and I introduce myself and starts, I start to encourage him with the, the Lord is, what he says about him and how he feels about him. And, and he goes, yes, I know. And, and I give him a word that he's a leader. And he starts to tear up. He's like, you don't understand. Like, I've been in prison for, for 13 years. I gave my life to Jesus a year ago or two years ago. Got baptized, fully in, and I, I've been going to um, preach the gospel at juvenile hall, and I would be asking, Lord, am I a leader? And his testimony is so powerful, and it is so cool that I went to go encourage him, but I was encouraged. You know, it, the Lord's like, okay, go over there and encourage him. But I was the one that was super encouraged because I used to work at the rescue mission where guys, you know, struggle with drug, drug and alcohol. But, you know, it, oh, I would always be defeated when they would go back into that lifestyle. But this man graduated Hancock College. He's looking to go to university and preach the gospel. And it brought excitement right? All right. So I just want to share that story that actually wasn't even in my notes, but it's so good that the Lord doesn't matter. <laughs> Amen. So when you say yes to Jesus, who is love, Jesus have, has come to bring us life and life more abundantly, right? Life and life more abundantly, which means he didn't give us fear. He didn't give us insecurities and the list goes on. So I choose to follow Jesus who gives me life, life more abundantly. I thought of this new slogan, just say no to baskets. Nice. Just say no to baskets. <laughs> hey, it's very important to realize that people aren't rejecting you when you go preach the gospel. They're rejecting the Lord. They're rejecting the Lord. And what you have to say, they're rejecting. What you have to offer, they're rejecting. And when our heart is motivated by love, we'll look past rejection. When we're motivated by his love, we'll look past rejection, not mattering what they're going to say and do. And just close our eyes real quick. But I just want to, I want you to picture this. Here comes the basket, all right? When a basket comes, it's an opportunity to renew your mind. Replace it with truth. And here's a few truths that I want you to, to think about. All right? So you see a person. Like God is highlighting that person. Here comes the basket. What do you replace it with? Well, you replace it with this. I choose to love because I am loved. My identity is anchored in Christ and secure in his love. I believe the great I am who lives inside of me produces greater works through me. Miracles, signs, and wonders are a normal part of my life, and they follow me as I follow Jesus. I am brave as a lion because a lion, Jesus, lives inside of me. Amen? So practice that. I guarantee the baskets are coming. <laughs> but use it as an opportunity to renew your mind, to walk in truth. Amen? Amen. So fishing for people. And I have a couple, for my life, core values for changing the world. In love, I think we have it. 
put it up there. Um, so love, love has a name, right? Yes. Who's that? Jesus. Jesus, that's right. So love, love is active, not passive. As you can see in John three sixteen, for God to love the world that he gave what? Only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but everlasting life. As you can see there, love was active, not passive. The father sent his son, right? There was action in that love. So we love others with God's heart because he first loved us. It is the love of Christ that compels us to action. Find the gold and potential in lives of those around us. When we have the core value of love operating in us, we will evangelize not because we have to, but because his love gives us the desire to. Amen. I encourage you guys, take pictures of that. Oh. <laughs> take pictures, let it be your own. This is where I operate in, love. Colossians 3.14, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bound of perfection. I love this right here. A quote, it is not the church hasn't been trained in evangelism. It is not the lack of instruction or information. The fact is, if you don't love people through the eyes of Christ, the world will never be changed. Fact is, if you don't love people through the eyes of Christ, the world will never be changed. Give us your eyes, Lord. We want your eyes of compassion and love. We want to see people with your eyes. I had the privilege of being under leadership of Heidi Baker. She's a um, missionary in Mozambique, Africa. Planted thousands and thousands of churches. Has over 10,000 10, kids that they adopted. Seeing miracle after miracle, amazing stuff. But a testimony is there's this one tribe that they went in and there's this girl that was 14 years old and she's filthy dirty. And everybody would see her and walk around her. Her eyes were red. There's flies surrounding her. She was known as being used by other men and abused. Everybody avoided her, but not Heidi, because she saw with Jesus' eyes. As she looked at her, she saw Jesus in her. So she went up to her, not mattering her appearance and her smell and the odor and what she looked like, but she grabbed a hold of her, held her on her chest, and began to tell her how much the Father loves her. As she was praying for her and telling her these things, her, her eye color changed. The green eyes. She had red eyes and it turned to green eyes. He began to continue to tell her. But not only that, she invited her into her family and adopted her. Years went by. She graduated college. She hopped into the ministry. She's doing the same work for the kingdom. Amen? The power... Yes, the power of stopping for the one. Stopping for the one. I'm guaranteeing there's going to be an opportunity later for you to stop for the one. The Lord is a God that gives many opportunities. He loves to give opportunity. Will you stop for the one? Will you see with Jesus' eyes? So good. Thank you, Lord. Presence, if we can put the presence up there. Another core value of mine. Actually, could we read this one together? Because it's a shorter one. All right. So you can read it with me. When 
the presence of God rests on ordinary people, changes the environment in which they live. We become a host for God and for his kingdom, which is what enables us to demonstrate God's love and manifest his kingdom. Amen. In Isaiah 54, the sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. When you're in his presence, that's what tends to happen. You develop his heart. Billy Graham said this, spend more time in study and prayer. That's the secret of successful evangelism. In his presence, guys, that's our church. That's who we are. We love to host his presence. That's our DNA. We want to be a place that hosts his presence. And from that place, we go out and we continue to be a light. Man, hey, there's, yes, I want to encourage the times in the secret place with him. I want to encourage all throughout the day, worship and prayer and getting his word. But I also want to encourage doing it together in community. So if you're not in a community group, if you're not going to the altar, come to the altar where you get filled. We have areas where you can grow and experience his presence. When I experience his presence, amazing stuff happens. When I put his Presence as a priority in my life, love comes out. And when you are in his presence, it is a gift, not just for you, but for others too. Will you share it? Will you share that, that gift? Hey, when I was in, uh, when I went to Kansas City, I had many opportunities to be in his presence because I would go into the prayer room for many, many hours, Right? Just be in his presence. Just know who he is, his prayer, just hear his heart. And out of that place, my buddy and I would just go, okay, we're just be so filled with his presence that we walked into a sandwich place and we knew people's names. I'm telling you, it when you're in this presence, he does amazing stuff. And um, so we went into the sandwich place and we're like, is your name, is your name John? And he, he didn't have a name tag on. <laughs> like, yeah, how'd you know my name? I was like, well, the Lord knows your name. The Lord loves you. And we begin to tell him what the Lord wants to do in his life. And then the other guy came, it was helping we're like, is your name Mark? Two biblical names. <laughs> He's like, yes, my name is Mark. How'd you know? Well, the Lord knows your name. <laughs> and we begin to share a story. A line is forming, by the way. It's forming. And they're like, everybody else is like, come on, you know. <laughs> and the managers are getting a little, he's like, what's going on out there, right? So we pray for these guys. The manager comes out. He comes out, what's going on? He has the what's going on face. Like, and we just start saying, hey, we're just sharing the gospel. We're praying for, these, for your employees. Can we do the same with you? And he's like, yeah, actually. And so he sits down with us. And he just starts sharing all this drama in his life and sin. And I'm like, well, we know a man named Jesus and we start sharing about Jesus, and he gives his life to Jesus right there. The manager. <laughs> and it was so powerful. So anyway, a year goes on, goes on, right? And my friend runs into John. He's like, guess what I'm doing right now? And he's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a youth pastor. So it's just, <laughs> it was powerful. 
When you put his presence as a priority, the unexpected can happen. I'm telling you, his word becomes alive and active. So the other one, power. I'm going to go ahead and read this because it's longer. <laughs> we need heaven's assistance moving through our lives to display the raw power of God. Miracles, signs, and wonders point people to Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 1.5, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also power in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. As you know, what kind of men we are, we were among you for your sake. In Matthew 10:1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. So here Jesus passed the baton of manifesting God's power and destroying the works of the devil to his disciples. In the great commission, we are his disciples and these are the signs will follow those who believe. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Wow, this is what I saw, is that he passed the baton to us. Jesus was running, you guys know what a baton is? In the race, he's running. And he's like, here I, here I am, I'm about to give it to you. And you, you're ready, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. And you can either choose to run with it, I saw. And I saw this, you can run with it, or you could place it on your shelf, or you can bury it, or you can juggle it. But it's not meant for that. It's meant to run with. He's given us the call. And I saw this too, if you've dropped it, He's patient enough for you to pick it back up and run with it. Right. right? I saw this too, is that many will get it and kind of look at it, that Jesus is like encouraging us to come on and we kind of put it on the shelf. He runs around and he comes back around. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm with you. Let's go. Jesus is there running it with us. Even though he's given us the baton, he's not like, okay, my work here's done. No, he's running it by our side saying, come on, let's go. I'm with you. It's time to run with this baton, guys. We need to be a church that says yes and amen to the call and not to go, what? Eh, eh. That's for other people. Take the baton and run with it. I have a story where... My buddy and I went to a skate park, and I had a skateboard, and he had rollerblades. We'll, we'll talk about that. But <laughs> we went, and we're like, let's go share the gospel. And so we, we were going up to kids. Hey, hey, how are you doing? And we just start sharing. They're just kind of like, eh. It is totally avoiding us. We're like, okay, this is going well. Lord, we, we need your power to be revealed. We need your power to come. And not, not even moments later, a kid goes, gets launched off a ramp and lands right on his nose. All the kids surround him go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. You know, his nose is all the way over here. Blood is coming down. And my buddy and I look at one another and go, well, this is our opportunity. <laughs> So we go up to this, this, this kid, right? And we're like, hey, we're praying for you. We're not giving you an option. <laughs> so we go up. We, we believe Jesus could heal your nose. We believe that Jesus loves you and he's powerful. And all the kids are like, okay. Like, <laughs> so we actually lay hands and we start praying. We close our eyes. And as we were praying, the kids start flipping out. They're like, oh my goodness. The bleeding stopped. So we're like, yeah, the bleeding stopped. His nose is still over here. Like, the, no, the bleeding stopped. But Jesus wants to shift your nose. So we're going to pray again. And they're like, well, okay. 
So he pray again, and his nose starts shifting. And all the kids are like, who is this Jesus again? <laughs> that was an opportunity of his power, you see. Jesus demonstrated it as he was walking around, but he remember, he's given us the baton to do the same thing. And I'm telling you, when his power is demonstrated, it's so much easier <laughs> to share the gospel. So we shared the gospel. All the kids gave their lives to the Lord. We directed them where a youth group was. The power of Jesus, guys. You know that you have the power inside of you, the Holy Spirit, to do the same. He's doing miracles today, even at this very moment. All right, the next one, joy. I love this one. You don't want to be, as you're talking to people, you don't want to be grumpy, right? <laughs> All right. The joy of the Lord empowers us to carry our own spiritual weather system. No matter the circumstances, the forecast over our lives is heavenly rain and high glory wind that manifests through the joy of the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. When joy is a core value, we can't help but leak the joy of the Lord onto others. And when we are living in joy, you will radiate this joy and change the atmosphere around us. Unbelievers living with hopelessness and depression will be drawn to us. We need the joy of the Lord. We need the joy. I'm telling you, it is contagious. So my buddy and I, uh, he actually stayed there because I was married and I wasn't about to stay there. But at the Holiday Motel, you guys know what the Holiday Motel is here in Santa Maria? Not Holiday Inn or, you know, the Holiday Motel. <clears throat> and at this time, a lot of um, drug activity, it was just run down, depression, just ugh darkness, right? And we had an idea of going there and him staying there and saying, hey, you know what? The joy of the Lord is going to spread all over this place and it's going to change the atmosphere. We believe that. And so every night we started opening up the door and doing live worship, started praying, going around, sharing Jesus with others. And we would begin to see people get drawn by the joy of the Lord. And so people with beer bottles would come in <laughs> and start putting their beer bottles outside. And then it got to a point where people, if it was full and people were on the decks, and then the manager's like, what's going on here? There used to be prostitution. There used to be all this stuff, but now there's not. What's going on? We're, we did that for two months. My friend was faithful for two months to stay there. And we begin to see a change in the atmosphere where people were depressed, became joyful, worshiping God. And there's a, a, a testimony of this couple that had an RV, but the woman stopped walking for two months, over two months, three months, and was bedridden. And we went in there and we're like, oh, well, we gotta change, we got, the Lord has to change that. So we went and we prayed for her and she started laughing. The joy of the Lord came on her. And she, then she got up out of bed and started walking. <laughs> and then her husband, full of depression, started laughing. I'm telling you what, the next day they're gone. They're on the road again. That was a song on the road again. The joy of the Lord came and it changed that whole place and it was so powerful. Amen. When the joy of the Lord comes in a room, it could change the atmosphere, guys. We need the joy. We need his joy. Amen? Next one, honor. 
1 Peter 2.12, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may. But by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. It is helpful to, it, sorry, it is not helpful to be disrespectful when presenting the gospel to others. Our responsibility is to love and honor them at all time. It is important that we see people not as a project, but we see them as people. A John Maxwell said, people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. People don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. And so I worked at Lowe's, not here in town, Kansas City, and I really, I shared the gospel and I started a Bible study, it was awesome, but there was this guy that was very disrespectful, dishonorable, had tattoos, worked in the back, put stuff together, would create a team to come against me. He'd put pictures of demons in my locker. He would try as hard as possible for me to get angry. But I was like, no, I'm gonna continue to honor. And, and so I would go to him, start encouraging him, sharing the gospel. He'd totally just not deny it. He shared a dream with me, and it was just a partial of it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go pray, and I'm going to ask the Lord what that dream means. So I went, and I prayed, and the Lord gave me the full dream. And it was one of those dreams that you don't necessarily want to go back and tell somebody what it means. Basically, the guy was in adultery, sinning, running away from God, and he already hates me, <laughs> right? But the Lord wanted me to go and tell him what the dream means. So I go back, say, hey, this is what the dream, this is what the Lord said what the dream means. I tell him the whole dream. He's like, how'd you know the rest of the dream? I was like, I didn't, the Lord knew it. And he started tearing up. He said, God knows me? I said, yes. He started tearing up. And I get to share the gospel. And he actually listened this time. Without cutting me off. Started crying. And accepted Jesus. It's because I maintain honor. That he received. I looked for the opportunity as much as possible to love this man, even though he persecuted me, even though he put pictures of demons in my locker. I looked for opportunities to love him and share the gospel. And look what took place. God is good, amen. Another one is faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the confidence of what we hope for and assurance about what we do and not see. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. What, what does that spell? What is it? Risk. With love and honor. When our heart is motivated to love God and follow his leadership and to love people, I will never miss it. Like every child, it takes time to learn how to walk. A child takes a couple steps, then a child might fall down, right? But eventually the child learns how to walk. Each of us who are born again is a child of God. And we all are learning how to walk this thing out with the Father who loves us and is proud of us when we take steps that require risk, when we adopt a lifestyle of faith as a core value in our life, we'll become aware of more kingdom opportunities all around us. Amen. Man, the Father's so good. 
Hey, there's been many times where I've, I've walked and I fell, but he's lifted me back up and said, you got this. Such a good, patient father, right? Maybe you've tried. Maybe you've tried walking in evangelism or sharing the gospel, but you've, you fell. I believe that it is the time to get back up. No more crawling. <laughs> Let's take those steps of faith. Amen. Um, so when Katie and I first got married, another friend, we, we lived in Longpook at this time. And we prayed in faith. We're like, Lord, just show us your treasure. Show us the ones that you want us to share your love. Give us pictures. Lead us, direct us. And then Katie got a picture of a, a red sports car. And I got a picture of twins, twin boys. Our other friend got a picture of a fast food. And we're like, okay, we're just gonna operate in faith. <laughs> and so we just operate in faith. We were in prayer and we're like, okay, well, we're gonna go out. Katie's like, I see the red car. It's like, awesome. Let's go follow the red car. So we followed the red car, stalking them. <laughs> and they pull up to KFC. <laughs> well, there's fast food. Okay. And one of them got out of the car. I was like, okay, well, it's not a twin. But... And so we went and we followed. <laughs> We followed the, the one guy inside. And we just start sharing the love of God with this, with this boy. And we're like, do you have a brother? <laughs> so I actually have a twin brother. <laughs> He's actually in the car. It's like, call him in. <laughs> Get your brother inside here. And... That created even more faith when we operated, we stepped out in faith. You see? So I wanna encourage you with all of these core values, apply them to your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to activate that in you as opportunities. Lord, I wanna love people. Lord, I want your presence. I want your joy. I want honor. I want your power. I want faith. I want all these to operate and flow through me. Right? Is it just me? Or is that all of us? Man, and as a family, as a family. So did fish... Fishermen uh, fish with just a fishing pole in biblical times. No. No. They, fish, they went fishing with a net, right? And usually you can't do it by yourself, but you got to do it with others. As a family. And when you do it with others, guess what? You're going to catch multiple fish. And guess what? Yes, it is still good to, to fish with a fishing pole. But I want to encourage you, let's fish together because there's more power in fishing together than fishing by yourself. And guess what? There's an opportunity next week to fish together at Prescott Park. Amen? So let's fish together. I'm closing up here. Remember, Matthew 13 through 16, you're the light of the world, a city on a hill, cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that you may see the good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Hey, how about this? How about a big city? How about a big city? Can you imagine? If we, as a church, 
operated as a light on a hill that creates a big city, how bright will that light be? How attractive will that light be? Attractive will that light be? Let's be a radiant church. Let's be a radiant church. I believe that this is the time, this is the hour where people need a radiant bride that need the love of Jesus, the good news to come. It is time for our radiant lights to shine. Isaiah 61 says this, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and let the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The ones that I have asked, if you can come forward to pray for others. Hey, just a reminder. Love is always full of action. Let's go. Love our family, our neighbors, our city, our region. Let's go. Wherever we go, we want to love. Be radiant. Remember, Jesus lives inside of you so we can love the world around us. He has given us the baton to run. Now run and let your light shine. I believe this, this is the day where we are going to be activated. We're going to put it into action. Maybe we've turned lights off. Maybe we put the basket over us in certain times. Maybe we drop, drop the baton. Or maybe we haven't fully run with it yet. The call is here to go. And I believe all of us, not just some of us, are called. So what I want us to do is the next step is to be activated. And activation means you know what? Yes, I want this. But how you want it is the next step. It's a humble thing to walk forward and say, yes, I will take this activation in faith. So if that's you, I want you to come forward and say yes to the call. Be prayed for. To walk, to run this thing out with Jesus. I want to encourage you. That should be that, that, that should be many of us. We're all called to be lights. So as we come forward, believe that's going to take place. That this city, this region is going to be changed. That we're a city on a hill and light is shining bright. I just feel like that a lot, maybe there's some of you in here that feel that you cannot be used. You feel disqualified, but you're actually, Jesus bought you to be qualified. It doesn't matter what you've done. If you know who Jesus is, he said yes to him. You're on the team. Step in, 
step into your purpose. This is the day. Step into his love. He is more than enough. You can trust him. walk in boldness, to walk in courage, to walk in the Father's love, to walk in boldness, to walk in courage, walk in the Father's love. Here we are, oh God, would you send us? Come anoint us. Come anoint us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill every heart, every life with your love. Fill us, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Come rest upon us. Come rest upon us. Let your love flow through us. encourage you guys as well that there's you are loved there's tracks here you are loved it says you are loved come take some of these hand them out to your neighbor or people that you work with this is a step of taking or walking in boldness and sharing his love but there's some of these up front you could take these with you and give them hey guys we're doing this together all right, so I want to encourage you if you're like, oh, this is really hard, partner up with somebody that this is like what they love doing. And that's how you be stretched. That's how you'll be like, yes, I could, if I'm around them, I'll be encouraged to start walking this thing out. We're all called to be just like Jesus, amen? And I want to encourage you next week, come to Prescott Park. I'll be going around. You can come with me. Just let's start doing it. Start being light. Start sharing the gospel, the good news. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, so Lord, we just, we thank you. You get all the glory, God. You are good. You are powerful. You are holy. You are worthy. God, I, I pray that we'd see through your eyes that you would activate us, that we would be lights, that we wouldn't turn the light off, that we would have put the basket on, but Lord, that we'd shine bright as a radiant light in this city, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the grocery stores, wherever we go, God, that we would represent you, Jesus, in your love. So we just ask for more of you. Let us see through your eyes. Stamp eternity to our eyes. Out of one eye, we'd see where people can go. And out of the other, where they're going. God, we ask right now for just a fresh fire of showing your love. Not to hold yes, back. God. As we receive the greatest gift of all, you, Jesus, we want to share it with others, this gift. So we bless everybody in their feet as they walk this out sharing the gospel of the good news of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.